0: hello friends and welcome to episode number 189 of bat flips and maple dips it's patrick here in halifax nova scotia he's justin in saskatoon saskatchewan justin uh it's been a while
1: it has it's It's been been a while you do every episode now
0: it's been a while yeah well only when when there's like a long gap in between our episodes yeah. We no, we had we pushed it off because uh, we wanted more games to happen. Well, so the we Blue Jays were playing. We
1: wanted to record on Monday night. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, so we pushed pushed her back. It's Wednesday night. Uh, kind of interesting, kind of sexy time for us, the middle of the week. Uh, and then, I guess we'll be back Sunday.
1: Monday's an off day.
0: Monday is an off. Okay, so our schedule's kind of wonky, but that's okay. Uh, thanks for tuning in if you like what we do. At BFMD Podcast on Twitter, bfmdpodcast.com on the interwebs. And go to pretty much any uh, podcast engine, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find us. Bad Flips yes. and Maple Dips. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the episode. Justin, um, do you want to talk about your memorial or not your memorial? Your Victory Day stuff. weekend, or do we want to just... Nah. Through this the stuff. one
1: thing I want to talk about before we get into the baseball stuff: big week for Star Wars fans. Uh, today, shit, my friend, dude. is the 45th anniversary of Star Wars: New Hope, the very first Star Wars movie. On Friday, the Obi-Wan yeah. and Kenobi series starts. We get two episodes tomorrow star wars celebration in anaheim starts the blue jays are also there i would have sure would have planned that better i would have been in anaheim for that oh man we should have planned that dip. i totally how forgot we, it was a thing until up? i saw a tweet from the star wars account today and i was like ah oh, fuck's sakes
0: do you think they'll announce anything sexy at, they usually uh, do
1: they usually debut whether it be trailers. So there's a bunch of upcoming TV projects that are in the works, like Mandalorian season three. Only two of them are filmed. Bad Batch, Andor, yeah, and then obviously Andor's, the Ahsoka series is kind of just done production. So
0: if I'm not mistaken, Andor is done filming. It's the, in the can.
1: Yeah, it's allegedly next, and then and Mandalorian then is supposed to be later this year.
0: Mando, so. I thought Mando was already filmed.
1: El, yeah, that's the release date is later this year though.
0: And, and then allegedly. obviously obi-wan is filmed Obi-Wan, uh, is in the
1: canon. obi-wan will be out on friday so yeah, yeah exactly. we, we probably won't get too much from that and mcgregor is going to be at Wars celebration uh i, I wouldn't that. be surprised if hayden list. is there too he's uh, not on the official guest list but they often have some i surprises. would
0: bet i'd be willing to bet a I'd, I'd be willing to bet folding money that he will be there uh, in yeah, some comparison. hard to
1: say uh, ian mcdermott's gonna be there emperor palpatine himself uh ashley yep. Eckstein, the voice of ahsoka tano i noticed uh billy lord carrie fisher's daughter will be there obviously she was also a actress in the films as well too the later lieutenant conix yeah. yeah the later films uh so there'll will be a lot we of people. S-
0: will we see mark hamill and will we see um rosario dawson
1: they were not on the list either but you never know of course people people show up all the time so
0: i feel like if they're gonna push ahsoka uh yeah i mean if we don't see rosario there that must mean that there will be another celebration (laughs) before ahsoka comes out Uh, well they
1: they don't do the celebration every year i don't believe
0: so didn't they do it last year and that's when we saw hayden
1: mm, or is that two years ago two
0: years ago now i believe
1: yeah oh and that was shit basically via webcast uh, Die-
0: where's diego luna do we have eyes on diego? he's not on
1: the. he's not on the list either you should just look at the list yourself and stop asking all these questions <laughs>
0: do we have i do we know oh where God. diego luna is i don't right i don't now?
1: know i don't i don't know that and neither nor do i care where he is right now
0: there was an article on vanity fair two days ago about the andor series and, and the title is just what you know is really all wrong and it's a picture of genevieve o'reilly as mon mothma and diego luna as cassie and andor and i mm-hmm. can't fucking wait for yeah, that show it'll be fun it'll be, it'll be
1: fun but yeah I, just, I wanted to bring that up because it's a it's, it's a fun star a, wars. a fun little star wars weekend coming up here i'm not sure how much of the celebration is going to be live streamed on youtube the past couple they have done that do well one due to covid and then the one before that um was before rise of skywalker
0: when um, when hayden walked through the door that was as if i remember
1: that was two celebrations ago now yeah
0: I'm pretty sure when he walked on that stage, that was live on YouTube, Yeah. and the reaction was a resounding, thunderous applause for our yeah. boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, I just wanted to bring that up quickly, but let's get into some baseball. Um, yes. Starting off with some news, the Blue Jays held their annual Jays Care Gala, their charitable organization, uh, last weekend, and everyone on the team showed up. Everyone on the active roster showed up. Ben Wagner tweeted out uh, every single Blue Jays player showed up to support the Jays Care Gala tonight. That doesn't happen everywhere. It happens here. Players are all dressed up and looking dapper. Uh, Vladdy was wearing all white because, of course, he was. And <laughs> yeah, there was some there was some great pictures of the guys all all there. Uh, nice to see the boys uh, even in, in the midst of a tough stretch still showing up for for team functions and uh, and, and definitely putting their their happy faces and their support behind a great initiative by the Jays care. So nice to see that. Um, Jordan Horobin, who I believe is a Cincinnati beat writer, um, Hunter green, who pitched for the Cincinnati reds in the recent series. is a young fireballer who throws 101, uh, some high praise from Hunter green, re blue Jays fans and the city of Toronto quote to seat up close to walk through the city. I just love the culture and the architecture. The atmosphere here is amazing you could feel the whole stadium was locked in every pitch, end quote. That's pretty cool. It's always fun when opposing players comment on the city and, and the the fan base because, yeah, Blue Jays fans are locked in right now, and obviously, yeah, the city of Toronto was a pretty cool place in terms of a cultural experience. So
0: Yeah, it's pretty diverse. And then at the same time, like all the sports teams, aside from the Maple Leafs, have seen some uh, <laughs> amount of success in recent years. I mean, years, the Maple so... Leafs
1: have been good for the first 82 games of the year, and then after that, it's... Anyone's guess what Which means nothing.
0: Um, So, yeah, yeah, they're winning nothing in the playoffs, um, being general losers, and making their fans (laughs) suffer endlessly. Indeed, they do. Uh, But the Jays have had playoff success in recent years. The Raptors Uh, have won a world championship. That's right. And um, Toronto FC has seen some success as well. So, like, Toronto is kind of, it's after years of suffering uh the city itself seems to be finding more and more success in the major sports uh mm -hmm. all it really needs is uh an ontario hockey team to win a playoff (laughs) round i think and yeah yeah but yeah no i i it's, it's really weird to me well not weird in a bad way but strange that he threw in architecture
1: um it's a pretty cool buildings in the toronto skyline and oh yeah for sure it's just looking buildings like union station and stuff like that downtown such an
0: out of the blue thing like it's not often that you hear a baseball player talk about architecture
1: (laughs) Ah, especially
0: when they're talking about a city and how it is is like a, a, a you know a baseball city yeah. I thought that was like kind of a, out of left field, pun intended. Her, her, her. Uh, but I, I love that quote, and it made me like the kid even more than I already did. And he was great. He pitched yeah, he great pitch well. on, uh, on I think it was Saturday. Um,
1: yeah, this is the middle game of the series.
0: Yeah, he didn't take the L, uh, but uh, solid performance. Just Really, the only blemish you could put on him was... Uh, Bobaschett's home run, mm-hmm. and that was a solo shot, and that just tied the game. So, yeah, I like this kid. Do you think? Do you think that affinity means something? No. Or is it just him? Just being it's just
1: polite? him just saying what he saw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop reading into <it> things. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, Let's move on from, from Julia Cruz, who's Blue Jays beat writer from LB.com dot com. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when Alec Manoa pitched eight innings, Patrick Marsh. Against the Reds in a three to one victory, and he wanted to come pitch the ninth. He had thrown uh, eighty three pitches, I believe it was. Yeah, eighty three pitches, sixty three of them for strikes through eight innings. He was lobbying everybody in the dugout. Uh, he w- he was refusing to shake Charlie's hands. He's like, yeah, I want to go back out there. Let me go back out there. Uh, and Manoa said this regarding making his case to pitch the ninth quote He knows how competitive I am. This referring to Charlie but we've got the best closer in baseball. Charlie is doing his job protecting me and we'll keep moving forward, end quote. So, I mean, obviously Manoa is a fired up guy. He was locked in having a great game. But yeah, Yeah. when you've you've got Jordan Romano down there, who's been one of the best closers in baseball this season in terms of efficiency, at least, it's probably the right move to to do that. We did see a couple of games later in St. Louis when Jose Barrios was sent back out. Close to 100 pitches, ended up uh, giving up a couple of runs. So maybe the move by Charlie in that game should have been to not send Barrios back out there. But we might talk about that a little bit yet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it's Charlie's worthy of criticism for pulling. uh no. His, his uh, basic. I mean, one of his aces. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, Manoa's Mano given them everything this season. He's had one down start, and I think he still went five innings in that start. So.
0: I still think he gets more Cy Young consideration than what people think it, as time continues on. I'm not saying he is outperforming Gossman because he's not, no. but he's definitely...
1: He's been the second best in the rotation for sure.
0: Absolutely, and then on top of that, uh, it is also worth pointing out where he lands as far as like the top pitchers as far as statistics go he is right near the top uh and is he has a sub two era so good on him uh i love that fire uh i love that we have guys who want to go out there and the fact that he even though he was hot he wasn't mad at romano like he gives him the dubious honor of being the best closer in baseball i don't know about that he's (laughs) given up two pretty significant walk-off home runs i don't know go ahead
1: it's it's the thing that you it's the thing you say as a teammate yeah but you're not gonna say oh that romano guy we shouldn't put him in the game you're gonna
0: no but <laughs> why do you have to say why not say he's one I'm of? i'm pretty
1: the best sure like Manoa believes he is the best college in baseball it's just the kind of guy manoa is
0: all right that's fine let's move um, on
1: um you did make the comments about uh, up there among the league leaders so yeah kevin gosman is worth 2.7 f4 so far this year which is mm-hmm. insane in nine starts he's basically point, 0.3 war per start so you pack that into 30 starts he's on pace for like a nine war season almost
0: which would net him mvp consideration for, yeah
1: and manoa so far through eight starts is at 1.2 f4 why Uh, is it
0: that um explain to me why nestor cortez is getting so much love uh while uh strikeouts are sexy (laughs) strike okay fine but manoa and gossman have pretty good stat lines too i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure manoa has a lower era
1: yeah but era doesn't really mean anything because there's FIP and things like that and Nestor Whoa. Cortez has a one run lower X FIP than Alcmanoa. Manoa so okay the and Nestor Cortez is 1.3 war so he's 0. 0.1 ahead of Manoa right now so I mean it's Yeah, and by the way, Cortez is one point one ahead of Garrett Cole as well, too.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to bag on Nestor Cortez. No, Nestor has been. He's been very good. He's
1: striking out a lot of people. He looks like a ridiculous human being, and uh, yeah, he does a lot of quirky things with his delivery. And he's only throwing about ninety. So,
0: Justin uh, Verlander is still like I don't know what he has tapped into. The man has
1: found the fountain of youth. Yeah
0: whether he has he, i don't know what's going on he's not walking guys. he he's has not giving stranded up almost
1: 96 percent of base runners so that's yeah that's he, a thing. his
0: era is microscopic you have to like yeah. really zoom in the lens <laughs> to find it his yeah. k's are way fucking down but he's just not giving up runs
1: no he's turned into a location pitcher with a 94 95 mile an hour fastball which is pretty deadly so
0: He's yeah. just gonna keep. Go- he's gonna he's still good forever. Yeah, but, he's definitely the top runner for the Cy Young, but Gossman is a very close second. Yeah, I would argue Gossman is more uh, likely Gossman to be the MVP the voter. Yeah, well,
1: um, we'll see. Prospect rankings were updated for the first time this season. Some prospects have yeah, now graduated. Yeah. So MLB Pipeline released that updated top 100. Blue Jays catching prospect Gabriel Moreno is now the fourth best prospect in baseball. He's behind Adley Rutschman, another catcher for the Orioles, who has now been called up to the MLB. So he will be uh, graduating in a couple of months. Um, Riley Green, an outfielder from the Tigers, is second. And another Baltimore Oriole right-handed pitcher, Grayson Rodriguez, is ahead of uh, Mar- Marino, with uh, Yankees shortstop Anthony Volpe in fifth right now. So lots of American League East. Four out of the five top five prospects in baseball are AL East players. So. Uh-
0: I'm really interested to see because uh Rushman got promoted. Yeah. And he his first hit was a triple, wasn't it? It
1: was a triple. Yeah.
0: That's pretty deadly. Um I wonder if they'll bring up Grayson Rodriguez during the dog days like in like late July and August when the season's lost. If the happen. season's lost rather. I for, mean
1: for, yeah, it depends how he's pitching. I haven't looked into his numbers at all, but it's 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 fun to see a bunch of American League East players up there because if those guys don't get traded, that's just going to further enhance the competitive nature of that division. So.
0: Yeah, you love it though. You I'd rather it. be in the best division in baseball as opposed to like
1: the NL all Central. Yeah, like with the, the Reds and the Pirates, the Poopy and the shitty division. Cubs. <laughs> yeah. My god. Um let's talk about some some gut reactions here, Patrick. There are four things that we want to talk about this week, and the first one being obviously the Blue Jays won eight to one yesterday in the series finale. It was a breakout game, I guess you could say for the for the Bats at the very least. The Blue Jays were finally able to score some runs. I will yeah. use some measure of caution though, uh, because the Blue Jays were still only two for fourteen with runners in scoring position but they hit three home runs two of them from denny jansen by the way uh, which for those of you who know meant i have to buy a denny jansen jersey and i have ordered a white one i will post the photo proof when it does arrive i'm not sure how long it will take to get here Uh, and then vladdy broke out of his homerless drought hitting a bomb over the bullpen and left as well too so yeah still only two for 14 with runners in square position but they did rack up eight walks and only four strikeouts they Love really it. worked Jordan Hicks, the starter for this for the uh, Cardinals, To f- they worked him for five walks and only struck out three times against the guy who, again, throws 100. Uh, but he was a little bit wild, and they were just taking pitches. So um, I can't think of any other games this year, Patrick, where they've taken more walks than they've struck out, off the top of my head anyway.
0: Yeah, there's probably some tight Maybe games one where or two. it was like <laughs> three walks to two strikeouts Yeah. Or something stupid. But, like, again... 20 base runners between hits and walks so yeah like this could have been like 28 to 1 like it could have been really (laughs) really brutal uh they forced jordan hicks to make the mistakes Mm -hmm, for them mm -hmm. and lo and behold when you don't swing at the slider low and away you draw the walk you don't say um it's frustrating because that's been the pitch that's okie doke so many of these guys uh all year because yeah. those unfavorable outside calls just keep on happening and they don't want to not swing because if their choice is a defensive swing or get caught looking mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they don't want to mm-hmm. get caught looking it's i i don't know if it's a pride thing or what <laughs> yeah, but know. um has been a, a victim of it uh vladdy yeah. and Bo have been victims of it at different points um the only guy who hasn't been a victim of it was Santiago Espinal, and his 14 or 15 game hitting streak came to an end. Yeah, I think it was
1: 16 actually, but yeah, he ended up not getting a hit. He still reached base with a walk and had an RBI, but uh, yeah, didn't reach yeah. base with a hit. So
0: he's been he's been good, um, but he's been going one for four routinely, and some guys are getting left on base, but that's that's a team issue. That's not a yeah. Santiago Espinal issue. So the. This while this eight to one win eight to one feels great, uh, two you know two home runs for by Janny Jansen, home run by Vladdy. On paper, that's great. More walks and strikeouts, that's great. But when you look at it again, two for fourteen with runners in scoring position. Yeah. The problems are still there.
1: The problems are still there, but obviously, um, you you hope this is the start of of a change in approach to be a more patient and selective team, because. A lot of the times in that game last night, when they had a pitch to hit, they were hitting it. Obviously getting three home runs and two of yes. them from your starting catcher in the, in the eighth spot in the order uh, is indicative of that. And the fact that you're able to get 12 hits means that you were actually hitting the pitches you were supposed to hit and laying off the ones you weren't. Like Matt Chapman was one for three with two walks last night, and he didn't strike out.
0: No, he um, looked really strong. Like he knew, he, like, uh, yeah.
1: I mean... He did, pop on, he did pop up one, which is he's been a victim of, but it's better than yeah. striking out. On a low and away slide, at least the pitch he popped up on was in the zone.
0: Yeah, I expect... I mean, if you look at it top to bottom, the only player that's kind of uh, overachieving on their batting average right now would be George Springer. Maybe Santiago Espinal, if you really didn't believe in him. But, like, Guerrero's batting average is down 40 points. Bobichet's is down 50 points. Teoscar Hernandez is down 140 <laughs> points. Yeah. Um, Matt Chapman's down about 40 or 50 points danny's way up danny's up but he's only 100. played 11 games. <laughs> kirk kirk it, kirk's is up like a tiny bit i but would say about
1: lot. i'd say about 270s where you'd expect kirk to be
0: yeah and his he, but when, when he starts to get the power going yeah uh it'll be able to make up for the fact that toppy is still his bad is good but he's he's not finding the holes yeah uh and Bo is hitting two. Forty, which is if you had told me this at the beginning of the year that by may Bo would be hitting 240 i would have been like this is a disaster (laughs) but this team is still floating along yeah
1: still somehow three games above 500
0: yeah so i mean like it's it's inevitable this team has too much ability to struggle this long eventually they'll regress to the mean in a positive way and when it does happen look out whoever it is that's in front of them is going to get Absolutely hammered. It's a statistical inevitability. Unless a hundred percent of our lineup overachieved perpetually for <laughs> one and a half seasons. Yeah,
1: which is unlikely. Um
0: you, yeah, you don't win two silver sluggers back to back without having skills. So yeah, everybody who's worried about Tasker and Endis don't be. He might not hit three hundred this year, but he's not gonna hit one 190- ninety. Or 152 the rest of the way. Like, the yeah. homers are going to come. It's just yeah. this team's numbers are going to look worse than last year, but don't poop your pants.
1: Yeah, it depends on when they peak, and you hope that they peak in late August and September and carry that through October. So Exactly,
0: exactly. Um, so the answer to question number one is yes and no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the,
1: the bats broke out for one game obviously we'll talk about who the Jays are facing in their game tomorrow in Anaheim but it won't be easy to keep it going. Um yeah. number 2 we have to we want to talk about Santiago Espinal. Uh his 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 stats are very good right now, Patrick. Like like we've mentioned he's he's hitting 280, just above 280s, on-base is over 340. His OPS is at 760 right now and he's worth 1.3 f F-war on FanGraphs. The good war. The good yeah. war, the one that takes into account defense. Um, he has, has he won the battle for second base? Um, yeah, I think so. Right. <laughs> Obviously Kevin Vigio is in AAA, so that tells you everything you need to know.
0: Yeah. I mean, the problem was that Kevin started off ice cold and then he got the Rona, got the Rona. So yeah. like, what are you supposed to Yeah, Yeah. Like...
1: And he's doing decent in Buffalo, but they, they need him to have sustained success in order to get him back into the major league roster. But we're not talking yeah. about him right now. Um, So, yeah, Espinel is the second baseman right now. And unless he stops hitting and stops fielding, he'll be the second baseman for probably the remainder of the season at least. The second part of your question here, has he done enough to be a long-term solution? And can he hold the position going forward? What do, what do yeah. you think about that?
0: Uh. I think he has demonstrated. Defensively, he is very competent. Uh, if you look at his last 162 games worth of games, mm-hmm. uh, he's hitting somewhere between 290 and 300. I didn't do the math, but it's pretty close to that. Right. Uh, he has speed along the base paths when he gets a chance to use it. Uh, he's knocking in runs for us. He's scoring runs for us. He's not striking out as often as uh, at least two-thirds of the lineup. His K rate's 17.7. We are seeing some walks at 8.2, but I believe that's a career low for him. But again, it's only 158 plate appearances. Um, His slug is always going to be low because he's not a power hitter. So he'll always flirt between 700 and 800 OPS uh, as long as he continues being consistent at the plate. Um, Consistent contact hitter. I like him hitting and and the top part of the order makes sense when he's hot um i think he's done enough he's got three arbitration years and then he's a free agent and i think that does have an impact um
1: yeah there's definitely some long-term flexibility there for the team anyway
0: yeah he also has utility he can play shortstop he can play third Yep. Probably won't, but at least if somebody gets hurt, you know that he can play all around the diamond. Yeah, and you can bring Cavan back up, and he can also play all around the diamond and in the outfield. So, I think Espinal has done everything he could possibly do in the last two seasons to prove he's an everyday player. And given that the ball is dead around the league, a 760 OPS is actually very good. Some people are saying All Star. I don't yeah. think that's <laughs> true. I don't think that's true. I just think he's a very good. He's He's a top fifteen second baseman. That's fine.
1: Yeah, and, and look, the, the guy has solidified himself as a true like seven, eight, nine, even maybe a sixth in a batting order when everyone's healthy and, and hitting like they should. Yeah. Um and that's fine. You you need guys down there who can get on base and the fact that he's hitting two eighty with a three forty on base percentage is is great. That's the kind of guy you want hitting eighth or ninth because they can turn that lineup over. And have your RBI yeah. guys like Springer and Vladi and Bo and Teoscar eventually when he gets going there. And because Espinal can run, that's the kind of guy that you want at the bottom of your lineup because you don't have to worry about pinch hitting for him or pinch running for him later in the game if he gets on Is, base.
0: He's also, if I recall correctly, he's not afraid to lay down a sacrifice in some no, capacity. No, he, he definitely
1: has good contact skills. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, not that we always really see a lot of sacrifice bunts anymore for good reason because it's a free out. But, yeah. uh yeah, it's, he's the kind of guy I think that the team is going to want, not only just because of the roster flexibility, but because of the way he's been playing over the past year. So, yeah, good for him. Uh, Gold star. Number three, everyone's favorite Blue Jay, Denny Jansen. He's played in 11 games this year and is already the MVP of, the, of Major League Baseball. Um, he's, he's got 32 <laughs> plate appearances and he's hit five home runs. He's hitting a home run every 7.25 or whatever it is, plate appearances. Um, So, yeah, that's definitely sustainable. Um, Home run every two games puts him on pace for about 80 in a season. Totally sustainable. (laughs) Um, So far, Danny's hitting three ten in those games, Patrick. Uh, The on-base percentage is at three seventy five for Danny Jansen. It's too early to really talk about his numbers because, again, it's been 32 plate appearances. Let's get to five times that like Santiago Espinal has before we start diving more into it. We don't even have enough data to have stat cast metrics on Savant yet for Danny Jansen in terms of like his his EV in terms of percentiles. But, um, yeah, the big thing that he's doing differently this year is just hitting the ball a lot. He's just barreling the ball up. Last year, Danny Jansen had twelve barrels, which is like the optimal exit velocity and launch angle. In 141 batted ball events, he has six in 25 so far this season. So he's got half as many barrels as he as he had last year, in one sixth of the plate appearances or one sixth of the batted ball events. So he's definitely squaring the ball up. Um, He's not hitting the ball quite as hard as he did last year, but he's hitting it higher, which is a good thing for Danny. He's hitting more fly balls, which is why he's hitting more home runs. So it's good. You love to see it.
0: He has said multiple times, uh, in different capacities, that he's embraced being like a dead pull hitter. Yeah. So almost all of his shots, uh, whether it's a home run or a double or a single or whatever it is, they're almost all of them. If I recall, are all pulls? Yeah,
1: it's it's funny. Um, looking at like his bat ball profile, he has a forty eight percent fly ball rate this season. His career average is like is twenty seven point eight. He's only got a 4% line drive percentage this year. His career average is 23.7. So there's definitely, he's really getting underneath of the ball right now um, and not hitting a ton of screamers. The screamers that he has hit have left the yard, but he has had just some lazy fly balls as well too. So I'm curious to see how that line drive percentage climbs over this next, say, 100, 150 plate appearances, so. That's something to keep an eye out for anyway.
0: Yeah, it's so painfully early, but having oh, okay, five yeah. home runs and 32 plate appearances, I mean, this is what the doctor ordered.
1: Yeah, and the fact that he's been doing this since basically May 1st of last year. He's had three IL stints since then with his hamstring issues since May 1st of last year. So it's been a calendar year that Denny Jansen has been hitting like he is right now. Uh, and as long as he can stay healthy you just hope that he can sustain that because even three stints on the il haven't slowed him down when it comes to it comes to his bat so obviously a a great defensive catcher and if he can contribute even half of the offense he's contributing now in terms of the home run production uh, you'd be happy like this is a guy who's gonna if, if he stays healthy hit 20 home runs this year so
0: That's pretty dope. I would take that. I mean, he already has five. He's twenty five percent of the way to the twenty home runs. From the the prediction, uh, yeah.
1: From the seventh or eighth spot in your batting lineup, you will take twenty home runs every time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, especially if it's behind a high OBP, and like he's not going to hit three ten the whole year. If I'm wrong, that's terrific. Oh fuck yeah! (laughs) But I mean, I think we see him settling in around two forty, and then having an OBP uh i'd say in in the 350 range yeah Yeah, so he's right now he's hitting the snot out of the ball and he's not afraid to take the swings yeah his walk rates the his lowest in his career but that's also only 32 plate appearances there hasn't been enough time for him to draw walks he's seeing the ball well enough that he's just golfing it yeah he's walked Uh, twice
1: and struck out four times so there's just not enough data yeah the more
0: games he plays in stadiums that have short right fields yeah or short, short left, left fields, fields rather sorry um he's gonna continue to golf the ball his
1: uh his fly ball swing is perfect for fenway right now
0: it is and we don't have a game in fenway for a while nope. but um it'll be interesting to see uh whether this he levels off or he just stays hot it could be yeah
1: just saying but uh Danny Jansen's WRC plus of 250 is 27 points higher than Mike Trout's right now. So who's, who's the yeah. better player? You tell me.
0: <laughs> Mike Trout. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, but Danny is worth 0.7 F war in 11 games. So that's, that's sick. That's, that's monstrous. Um, and there's still
0: 120 games left in the season.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and ideally he's healthy for the rest of it and hopefully plays in 90 of those games. I would say,
0: I'd like to see him get 400 plate appearances. Uh, this season? Still
1: possible. Yeah, still possible. Uh, I mean, we're kind of at the point. I mean, they, they sent Zach Collins down yesterday, Patrick. Yep. They're not running three catches anymore, so nope. it is it is difficult to have both Danny and Alejandro Kirk in the game, but they're both such good hitters that they basically have to have them in the lineup.
0: Yeah, but DHing is like, I don't know, for a lot of these guys, it's like a day off.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I mean, in worst-case scenario, when you've got both of them in the game and say the starting catcher gets hurt. You just lose your DH for the rest of the game. You just use your bench wise to fill it out, but it only comes yeah, once every nine. We're hitters. not going
0: to see, unless somebody gets injured, we're not going to see like
1: the Ramu pitcher, Otake the pitcher would have to bat <laughs> DH or something. Like yeah. That,
0: yeah. Like we're not going to see some of the, our bench is really thin. It makes after. me wonder
1: who the, who the third string catcher is. The emergency catcher would be right now on this team because it was, Obviously Collins, but then um, Ghost Kata was the emergency catcher after him when they were when they were carrying three catchers earlier in the year.
0: It's got to be somebody, but it's high. I know <laughs> it is kind of high risk though when your everyday lineup does feature two catchers. Yeah. And then, I mean, but if somebody gets hurt, you pull them from the game game and move your DH over. Yeah. To your, uh, yeah. So I mean, they'll be fine. Really, right now they need as much pitching help as they can get because the bullpen has been poo-poo. <laughs> we have one of the worst bullpens in baseball. Tell me if you've heard this story before.
1: Uh, It, it does vaguely bring some recollection to my mind of past years. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Mesa's out for another week or so. Uh, Trevor Richards hasn't looked great lately. Merriweather is back up with the team. He had three good outings with Buffalo, and we haven't seen him in a game yet since he got called up because I was the only guy called up yesterday. Um, his last yeah. outing in Buffalo, he struck out the side, so we'll see. I mean, obviously, if he gets his control back, it's something. But Barecki has looked like absolute dog shit, and he's the only lefty outside of Andrew Vasquez on the team right now, and Vasquez has looked like dog shit too. But I mean. <sighs> What can you do hate, when you when you there's not many lefties in baseball, so I hate to good say it, lefties.
0: Man, but I, 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 I'm not so sure about Ryan Beranke. I, 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 don't. It's not his what fault. Took you what so happened? Long. <laughs> what happened? What happened to him was not entirely his fault because he had to face the hottest pitch or or the hottest hitter on, uh. On the cards. In in baseball at the time. And he is objectively the worst pitcher they could have put in that position. But I don't know, man. I don't know if we can... He just doesn't look good. Everything is... He's either getting a strikeout, a walk, or he's giving up a home run. He has no
1: command of his slider right now. He's having a hard time throwing it for strikes. He's not really getting ground balls
0: the way he's supposed to. Like the way he's supposed to pitch uh guys are clobbering his stuff it he just i don't know and it's like how many times can you send a player down he's 28 how many times can you keep like sending him down he
1: has no more options left
0: so So either this is the end of the road for him yeah so it's either he's i think he's on a very short runway he's only pitched 5.1 innings this year yeah because they just can't afford to put him in a game unless it's and that's absolute... in 10 appearances
1: too so he's only giving you like two outs per appearance basically right
0: now. if that it's like i don't know and like i hate to do this because i feel like he's being miscast uh, in his role but strips has not he it's weird he, every time he's out he's giving up a run so that it always looks bad on him but it's like his numbers don't look terrible he's just getting hit a lot yeah he's giving up two or more and that like
1: and that probably comes with infrequent use as well too he's just not in a good uh i guess game mode you could say it's
0: not yeah i don't i still feel like and maybe i'm biased because I, i like the guy um I feel like he should be stretched out to be a starter or a four-inning opener. I don't understand why they're doing this. That was his first appearance in, like, six days or something like that. Why? What are the, what are they saving him for?
1: He's the I, it, sixth best starter on the team.
0: That's fine, but you got to use him. Like, don't... Like, why are you throwing out... It just doesn't make sense to me why they would throw... uh Like a Merriweather out there, or a Baraki, or struggling Jimmy Garcia. Because they have velocity. That's okay, but Strips... Yeah, I noticed Strips' velocity is down this year. He's never Uh, really had uh, velocity. Yeah, he he was 95-96 on the gun last year. That
1: happened. I don't think so. Um,
0: But his fastball is like touching 93, and then... I, I don't know, man. I just don't... I'm not. I'm not saying like we should be a six-man rotation, but this man needs to get more bulk innings in order to be effective. He's never. You you can't throw him into a game ice fucking cold. And yeah. then be, be like, well, why are you? Why aren't you performing the way you're supposed to? Like, yeah,
1: Strips fastball velocity by the way last year was 91.8. It's 91.9 this year. I guess so. right,
0: that's okay. I'm mistaken. That's yeah,
1: I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> just because I didn't want you to think that he was. Down when he's actually up a tick, but yeah, okay. no, I, I think it's really just the fact that uh, I I think it's infrequent use. I think you're you're right when I mean, you don't pitch him every if you pitch him every six days, not as a starter but as a two inning guy, it's just not enough work for him.
0: Yeah, look at what's happened to him since uh, twenty nineteen. Basically, his his numbers have all ballooned, and it's it's if you look at it like yeah he well, has walking more people last year. when he get, finally gets. A good stretch of innings, and he's where he's not yanked from games super early or whatever. Like, remember that stretch last year? That's what he's capable of doing. It's just he's never all the like, he got bulk innings in LA and Toronto in 2020, and he looked not ideal. Uh, And then last year, he looked great before he got hurt, and then he came back, and he was just not ready, and he wasn't getting the bulk. Uh, And then this year, it's he's I mean, his ERA is much higher than his fit projections. And, like,
1: yeah, again, it's... sometimes
0: it's just like fluky, like, it's a bunch of bloop things that happen. Yeah. Because he's not that bad a pitcher, but, like, he's just not. I don't know. I don't know what you do. It's almost like he's the odd man out and they don't know what to do with him, and what they're doing with him isn't working either.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, kinda, so... he's like kind of that guy you can't really afford to trade because if one of your starters gets hurt, then you do need him.
0: Yeah, but... I know, but they should treat him like a starter then. You, you
1: you can't. <laughs> you're not gonna you you're not gonna bump yeah. Kevin Gosman to pitching every six days. You want Kevin Gosman, no. Alec Manoa pitching every fifth day.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's it's Jose just, Barrios it's a, isn't exactly out there lighting the world on fire. I mean, Why not?
1: If we look at his recent start, he he was better. So
0: he was yes he was, but he was like the, his start to the year was so dreadful.
1: Yeah, so is everybody else. Bobby in two forty. I mean. Everyone, right. there's not many players in baseball who are having career years right now.
0: All right, so yes or no, so. does a bullpen need help? And if it is, how yes. do we get it?
1: Yes, it does need help, and it's probably via trade. Uh, there aren't <sighs> too many guys, unless Nate Pearson can earn a spot. They have said he's got to earn his way back onto this roster by pitching well still... in
0: AAA. Yeah, like he's still, if I recall correctly, he's not really... He's not, he's not really on like a program. He'll
1: question. be back in my league games soon. is what I saw on Twitter this week.
0: Okay. Who's that from?
1: Somebody on the Jays beat. I don't remember.
0: All right. Fair enough. Um, briefly though, let's just say three out of five ain't bad. Um, in the previous five games, it was the, the 3-2 loss to the Reds kind of stung, but Joey Votto also hit a home run, so it cancels out. Sting for yeah. me, anyway. Yeah.
1: Uh, Ben Nicholson Smith, by the way, two days ago, Nate Pearson's gonna be okay, sent perfect. out to uh rehab a stamina lowway to need in this week. So,
0: did you think Kikuchi wasn't very good against uh Cincinnati? I feel like that could have been he a- had a.
1: I, I didn't get to watch because I was away on the weekend, but I did yeah. catch Jason 30. He, had, he threw 37 pitches in the first inning and still managed to get through three and a third more without any more damage. So, I'm fine with it. Uh, I, I mean, obviously you don't want to have those bad innings, but at the same time he was able to bounce back and keep the team in the game for the remainder of his outing. So,
0: yeah, we had to tap a lot of guys to make up for that. And by the time it got to Jimmy Garcia, uh, once again, uh, Jimmy Garcia giving up a run in a late inning, it's not his fault we lost, but he did give up the home run. I would say more uh, going one for ten with runners in scoring position (laughs) uh, did the damage for us. But that's the theme of the whole season. And like, okay, I won't put all of it on Jimmy Garcia. He did give up the home run, yeah. But the other guys, like, we had four hits in this game, and we drew walks, but we didn't do jack shit with those runners.
1: You can't expect to win. You get four hits in a game unless you no hit the other team.
0: Matt Chapman did have an RBI, but he was one for four with two strikeouts. Like, again, I don't know what's going on with Matty Chapman. I think he'll bounce back, but, man, the strikeouts and the pop-ups, it's just infuriating.
1: Yeah, but the Jays won three to five games. They're headed to Anaheim now. Um, Get to see Shohei Otani tomorrow, which is fun. He didn't pitch against the Blue Jays last season uh, at all. Um, the yeah. first time they missed him in the rotation when, when Anaheim came to Dunedin. And then when the Jays went to Anaheim later in the year, he was missed in the in the rotation as well. Just I think he was actually not pitching at that time. Um, but he's going to go up against Jin Ryu. So we get uh, a little battle of Asia here. We get Jap- Japan versus South Korea, which is kind of fun. I'm sure there'll be lots of media on hand and there'll be flash photography going crazy every pitch. Uh, it'll be cool to see... I bet you we'll see probably some Korean and Japanese flags in the crowd. A little bit of a a duel going on between these two guys. Very different pitchers. Otani's got the flamethrower stuff versus Ryu, who's using his command more so. Uh, Ryu's had a couple of good outings off of the IL, Patrick. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He lowered his ERA from like 13.5 down to 6 over two outings. So we'd love to see that. And he's he has been really good. Yeah, he's his command was much better in his last outing. I don't think he walked anybody. I didn't pull it up, but I believe I remember that. And Otani is obviously Otani. He's got fifty three strikeouts already this season. He uh, throws yep. gas. He's going to hit as well too. He'll probably lead off or hit second or third or fourth the Angels. So it's pretty.
0: Yeah, I got you, bud. In ten innings since he's come back from the IL, he has given up a grand total of one earned run. Yeah, and conceded one walk. Uh, Against six strikeouts, uh, yeah, ten hits though, uh, but the whip, the whip is down. Um,
1: What's the ground ball look like since then? Do you have those numbers for me?
0: Uh, hold on. Beep boop beep boop beep boop. Uh, s- for the season, it's forty five point nine, so it is down. A little from bit. previous years, but I don't have like the game log ground balls. Okay. Um, the tacos are an issue. He's given up quite a few tacos, but none since the de- uh, coming back from the IL, so that's good. Um, and walks aren't really the problem. It's just he's not striking guys out anymore. Yeah, the decline is real, and it's scary.
1: Yeah, we'll see. He's never been a huge strikeout pitcher, but obviously you want to see more ground balls if he's not striking out batters. But yeah, so we'll get we'll get Ryu versus Otani tomorrow. That game's late for you East Coast folks. Nine thirty eight Eastern time. How I th- it's late for me. and It starts at seven thirty eight. So Showtime. <laughs> Even I'll have a tough time staying up for that one. But uh, it's definitely uh, it's gonna be a fun one there. We don't really we don't have confirmed starters for the Angels the rest of the season or the rest of the series. But uh, on Friday it's going to be Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays. The probable starter for the Angels is Chase Silseth, who is a rookie. Patrick. He's only made a couple of starts uh, so far with the big club. Uh, he's one and one in that time. He's thrown uh, 10 innings in those two starts. Okay. He'll, his fastball velocity is at 96.2, so he's got some gas. Uh, I don't have too much info on the rest of his pitches. I know he throws a slider, a curveball. Uh, he's mostly a fastball splitter. He's 50% fastball. It's a four-seamer. Uh T- about twenty percent or thirty percent splitter, and then seventeen percent slider. And he'll mix in a sinker and a cutter as well, or a curveball as well too. What's
0: so. his fit this year?
1: Uh, I mean, in ten innings, it's three seventy three. So pretty good. fifty mm-hmm. percent ground ball pitcher, by the way. So
0: he give up some looks like he some Manoa. dingers
1: and some homers, or dingers and some walks. So we'll see if that translates. Could be through.
0: what the doctor ordered, Alec Manoa versus a rookie yeah (laughs) just just alec minoa it was this was interesting normally i don't subjugate myself to uh yankees the yankees subreddit but there was a good phrase they used when describing alec minoa and that's that he is a buzzsaw yeah (laughs) and i think it's absolutely true is that he's just a momentum killing power pitcher he's got gas he's just he doesn't get rattled either so no he doesn't um uh and he doesn't have bad starts so, I don't know. Maybe he's due, or maybe the buzzsaw just keeps spinning and it's just gonna <laughs> slice the angels in half. Uh,
1: yeah. So that's Friday night. That's another late one. That one's at nine thirty eight again, same time as uh as Thursdays. On Saturday, the game for some reason goes even later. It's a ten oh seven p.m. start time. Yikes! It's yusei Kikuchi on the mound against probable Michael Lorenzen, who the Angels signed as a free agent from the Reds. Lorenzen actually came into the league as a two-way player with the, with the Reds, Patrick, but hasn't uh, hasn't really hit at all in the last two years with COVID season and then, then 2021. But he had mostly been a reliever with, uh, with Cincinnati, but he's been a starter full-time this year. He's had seven starts so far. He's five and two. He'll strike out only six batters per nine. He'll walk under three, and he gives up less than a home run. 55% ground ball rate this year, 95 mph an hour fastball, um, above of four seventeen, so another solid starter. He he's pretty jacked. I actually have this guy on my on one of my fantasy teams, and I drafted him purely because I saw an image of him lifting weights and it looked pretty intimidating. So I thought, I, <laughs> thought I'd grab him in the old free agent auction. But he's yeah, been he, like, he's yeah. been pretty good. Obviously the Angels have a great offense so far. They are ten games above five hundred, by the way, twenty-seven and seventeen. So they've been supplying ground support. I think they're them and St. Louis are two of the highest scoring teams in baseball so far this year, along with the Dodgers. So the Blue Jays are getting some good offense against them. But Kikuchi, obviously, like we just commented, had a shaky first inning in his last start, but then was was good over the remaining three innings of his start there and had been good the previous two or three starts before that. So hopefully he can rebound. Yep, I'm not worried night.
0: about Kikuchi at all anymore. After, ever since he stopped playing... Uh, the Astros and back to back starts. He's yeah. perfectly fine. He's normal.
1: Yeah. Uh and then on Sunday it's an afternoon game and not as early as you were used to as Bouge fans. Normally it's a one oh seven. This is a four oh seven Eastern time start. It's Jose Barrios, uh, likely against uh Patrick Sandoval, who has actually been very good for the uh for the Angels this season, Patrick. He's in his third yes. big league season. Um he's he was drafted by Houston way back when, but has been an angel for the last few years. Uh, he's had seven starts so far. He's 3-1, and one, an ERA of 179. The XFIP is 376. He's tied with Alec Manoa at 1.2 war, by the way. Um, he'll strike out about a batter per nine. He has not given up a home run yet this season, partly due to the fact that he has a 53% ground ball rate. The fastball sits at about 935 so he's not out there checking gas. He's I, I would con- I, could, I would compare him to him to in Noah in terms of velocity, where he'll sit 93 94 most of the time. Um uh, but he's just not giving up he's not giving up any home runs, obviously. Um and it'll be interesting to see if that stays the case. Angel Stadium is not a great hitter's ballpark. It's got a pretty deep dimensions in left center field, especially. Uh it's more lefty friendly than anything. So it'll be interesting to see how the Jays can adapt to that. But Barrios obviously coming off a pretty solid start in his last outing. He pitched into the eighth inning there in St. Louis. Uh, And we'll be able to see if he can string together a couple of good starts and get his season righted, if you will.
0: Uh, Who are you more worried about, Jose Barrios or Yusei Kikuchi?
1: Uh, In this series, I think probably Kikuchi.
0: Interesting.
1: I think that his um, stuff kind of plays into the angels' hands. Obviously, when you're facing Mike Trout, you don't want any <laughs> any uh, any balls that are over the plate because he's going to hammer them, especially as a ready. Uh, and Kikuchi, for me, Patrick, I just feel like he's 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 been walking more guys than Brios. One of the things Brios hasn't really done this year is walk too many batters. And right okay. now the Angels are, are really firing on all cylinders offensively, so I think the guy who gives up fewer base runners is going to have a better time. And for me, I just think Kikuchi is more susceptible to giving up walks and hits in, in sequence than anybody else in, in this rotation right now. So.
0: Yeah, I see it. Um...
1: But hey, I'm always wrong, so
0: that's not true um <laughs> i would say i mean okay it's also worth noting too unfortunately uh friday's game is only on apple tv so nobody oh can watch it uh, i believe apple it's TV. i believe it
1: is free to watch though so but yeah maybe Who uh, knows? i'm gonna be busy the anyway. restaurants
0: the restaurant sports net one so if you're in canada yeah. you're probably fine i'll probably uh, be
1: watching uh obi-wan kenobi on friday anyway so
0: yeah, no disrespect <laughs> intended to uh, the Toronto Yeah, I don't have any Apple devices to watch. What's an acceptable NBA. record in these four games? What would you be satisfied with?
1: I'm happy with the split. I think if you can win the Manoa start, for sure, that's when you probably need to win. Um, obviously, if you can somehow steal the game against Shohei, you're laughing. Uh, the rest of the weekend, Sandoval is going to be tough. Obviously, no home runs allowed. Kikuchi... Man, that's that's one that could be interesting, too, because like Lorenzen's a good ground ball pitcher. The Blue Jays have been rolling over a ton of pitches this year. Yeah, This Angels team is built on ground balls. These three starters outside of Shohei are going to get a ton of ground balls. Shohei's like a power pitcher, so he'll give up some fly balls, but he's just so so good. He's got so many tricks in the bag. He's kind of like you, Darvish. They just have like 20 different pitches they throw um just yeah he does
0: kind of remind me a little bit of you darvish he's got the kitchen
1: sink a young you darvish
0: (laughs) yeah he's i don't know shohei is one of the best players i think i've ever seen oh yeah what
1: he does on both sides of the ball and how he does it so well is is, it's incredible it's incredible yeah
0: and the angels are obviously packed to the gills with power and they're finally getting consistent play from all their power hitters and they've got new guys too who are coming out of the woodwork who are also mashing and this is like, I would say this is the this Angels team that we're about to play are the best team that we've played all year. So this is like
1: outside of the Yankees, I would say
0: yes. I think the Angels are better than the Yankees, yeah, uh, but bold. well, I mean, <laughs> I think the Angels have had to beat tougher tougher teams.
1: Yeah, the Yankees like, have feasted on some some you doo doo so far.
0: But you I still see. have to win those games for that to mean anything. hundred percent. Yes. But that being said, I do think the Angels are the stronger team. I think their pitching is weaker than the Yankees, but I think their hitting is much, much stronger. Much, 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 much. I think in order for us to get a split here, to like to steal a split, because really that's what it is, uh, Alec Manoa has to bring his A-plus game, and one of the other three uh, who have all struggled at different points in the year really has to come out. Guns blazing. I would love it if we won the first two games. Uh, because after that, I don't think I would really give a shit if we lost the other two. I agree <laughs> that a split is kind of the the ideal. Anything worse than a split would kind of I think be a, a turning point in the season as far as like, well yeah. look at the issues that we have. Are we going to have to start making some trades Yeah, uh, to kind of bolster this team? Like if we are under 500 uh, by like the end of next week i think that's like uh we gotta we've gotta make some management or not management uh we gotta manage this roster a little bit more carefully because uh, you don't want to lose this season uh you don't want to waste the, the, a year of the window for this team to compete yeah and, uh, uh this angel team is really good yeah it's a good sign
1: worth noting yeah. that they they have the most runs scored in the American League so far. They've scored 212 for better than the Yankees. The Blue Jays are in 11th at 158. The Angels yeah. are second in home runs at 60 behind the Yankees 63. The Blue Jays are 6th there at 45. So they've they've been hitting really well. They lead the American League in runs batted in. They're up there in walks as well. Um yeah, so they're they're a really good offensive team, so the pitching is going to be the priority in this series it's, it's going to be the team with better pitching i think that wins in this one so it's really important that ryu gives the blue jays some some length in this one five or six would be great just so that they don't have to use all of their i guess middle relief guys in the first game because you need to have those guys for hopefully games when you're up by a few runs too
0: <laughs> do you want to make a bold prediction like a couple of bold predictions
1: Sure, I think that uh, I think Teoscar is going to have a good series. These these pitchers have some velocity, and I think seeing some high velocity fastballs is going to help Teoscar get his timing around. Uh, I think for him, he's going to have to sit on the fastball, and if he gets one, he's got to hit it. He's been hitting the ball hard, as has nothing to show for it yet. So hopefully, that starts to happen. Um, and I think that we're going to see Friday night's game between Manoa and Chase Silseth be the lowest scoring game of the series. I'm going to predict that one.
0: All right, here's some bold predictions. Uh, There will not be as many home runs uh, as you would think with two high-powered offenses, even though the Jays are sputtering. Um, I'll make that prediction, and I will say the other prediction will be that Yusei Kikuchi... Exceeds expectations. Very bold. Uh, I don't know how to define that. So I'm going to say quality start. From you say Kikuchi.
1: Okay. All right.
0: It's bold. It's not really. The thing not is, like bold. <laughs> Angel Stadium is not really like. It's kind of like Kaufman. Its dimensions are kind of similar. It's to big. Kaufman. It's a big park. It's a big park. It's kind of like that cookie cutter. yeah i've the, I've been the, there. Um, the exception is the like the thing that pokes out in left center.
1: Yeah, left left field straight away is pretty deep. i've I've sat behind those bullpens and it does feel like you're a pretty far away away from the plate when you're there.
0: It's three hundred and ninety feet. yeah, uh, which is pretty deep. Yeah, considering dead center is 396.
1: Yeah, exactly. That left center field area is uh, pretty deep. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Blue Jays play there. I think defense is going to be a big thing here too. The Jays have been playing relatively well on defense. So you got to think that needs to continue. We,
0: we have just too. such a strong yeah. infield. It's hard not to. Aside from the struggles yeah. that Bo has had. And it kind of feels like he is kind of settling in knock on wood seems to be better um with chapman and espinal being as strong as they are it feels like this team is really like i don't know they're really taking advantage of the shift they play the shift more than any other team and that might really in a a park that is kind of a pitcher's park it kind of feels like it might play to their advantage
1: yeah we'll see
0: I'm excited. This is actually, I like the Angels. I like their team. I like Mike Trout. I like Shohei Otani. Um, it could be fun.
1: Yeah, it should be an interesting series, but uh, that'll do it for us. We'll be back on Monday. The Jays have an off day before they return home for a series with the Chicago White Sox that starts on Tuesday, so we'll preview that one. We'll recap the Angels series. Hopefully come back with some, some good news about the weekend series in Anaheim. Uh, for those Star Wars fans out there, enjoy this weekend. It should be fun. We'll be at some new Star Wars content on Friday and hopefully some fun news from Star Wars Celebration. If you happen to be in Anaheim, tweet us some pics from both the games and from Star Wars Celebration. We'll love that regardless. We're at BFMD Podcast on Twitter. You can listen to our show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. We host it on Anchor. For Patrick out in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. See you next time.